0: Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive, or confusing, or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick.
1: We're still waiting on a ruling for our official um, episode under protest from last week. Once we hear back from the league... We'll review the results in the meantime why is the nhl so scared of the chl
2: you could have just left it as why is the nhl so scared but okay no i i, <laughs> I want
1: to get targeted here
0: don't need to be targeting people Pat. okay
1: All right, I'll avoid the major penalty, but I wasn't targeting the head, sort of
0: like targeting the goalie in the chest. Is the goalie inside or outside of the crease?
1: (laughs) Is that goalie Jordan Bennington?
2: Is the goalie even on the bench?
0: If the goalie is not in the goal, is he really a goalie?
1: If he's not a goaltender, is he a goal-allower?
0: Only if he's Jordan Bennington.
2: If if he's not, if, if it's a goalie dressed as a goalie but not in the net, are we looking at a really, really lost baseball catcher?
0: And perpetually confused because he put on the wrong cleats.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, might have been the only one I, available. All right, now we're getting personal, guys. <laughs>
0: You know,
1: what? I'm okay with this, but why do you think I became a goalie at
0: one point?
2: Because you uh, uh, are a masochist.
0: <laughs> I was going to go with lost a bet.
2: Mm, that could it's work too. It's the
1: stuff.
0: It's the gear. Just why I was an
1: unsuccessful uh, catcher in baseball and... Learn how to throw hard, so I played third base instead.
0: Well, at least you had a chance or a choice. Being generally the only left hander on any baseball team, guess where I got put regardless? First base. That's right.
2: Huh. I, I was put at first base too, but uh, I usually, well, I threw right. I could have batted left or right.
0: Yeah, see, I throw left and bat right, which really just perplexed people. <clears throat> And, I'm, and, ambidextrous, ambidextrous, n- yeah. and yeah. I'm dominant hand It's I'm dominant I'm partially dominant left This is taking a really weird, <laughs> weird
2: well, we'll get
0: back to my first question turn. later Because this, this is much more fun um, <laughs> I play bass right-handed I drum right-handed Actually, technically I can drum open-handed Which is not cross dicked So I'm I'm fairly consistent with with both my left and right hand leading
2: hmm but which foot do you use
0: right foot Hmm. for kick yeah interesting yeah and I'm mouse right handed but which is great because you know I can sit there working my mouse and a pen at the same time and it just throws people off
2: yeah, I can't. I mean, if I if I worked at it, I could do it. I can write both right handed and left handed. But because I favor my right, my left hand script is really sloppy. Um and I, I usually favor right hand for most things, but then I played hockey and I shot left, and that really screwed me up when I started like going back into other sports because then I couldn't remember which way to do it for baseball. <laughs> I'm like wait, oh, yeah. which which side am I batting? I don't understand. And then and then uh, I worked at a golf course, although I didn't really golf, but I did go to the, the um, range a couple of times. And then I was like, okay, I don't I I don't know which way I should because I could do it either way. It's like I don't know which way you should actually hit balls. So, <laughs> hockey really confused uh, me. <laughs> uh, Towards I'm... the big green open space.
1: That's the way you want.
0: Well, you know, you hit balls however you want to, mm, Cassie. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll just leave the phrasing out of this. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm. Hurley, perplexed. Um, why does the NHL fear the CHL so much? Um,
1: here's my context, and here's why I'm bringing this up, because I've spent way too much time thinking about this. Uh, obviously, there's, because it became a question. Always. It became a question. Um, there's the agreement. They want to keep, you know, as many 19-year-olds in that league as possible. Yada, 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 yada. But why does the NHL have to do the CHL a benefit? Players will age out of the CHL at some point. Well, they, they literally have to. It's in the laws. <laughs> exactly. And the really good ones will go professional. In and since the CHL is in North America, there's only 3 prof- professional leagues and you know the uh, cream of the crop is the nhl
0: <laughs> well now, i'm i i'm gonna take umbrage with the only three professional leagues there are multiple
1: uh, leagues that no, they're, players.
0: Semi-pro. they're semi-pro they they're
1: not full-time employees Mm-hmm. Some of the other leagues, excuse okay. me, first
0: men's hockey, uh, women's hockey. They're just treated like crap. Um, <clears throat> okay. Yeah, if we're going to go with semi, if we're going to go with the whole semi pro route, then fine.
1: Look, the F, no, no, fine. The Federal league no, fine.
0: is. The your, is. Pat, ugh. take your win. Take your win and just walk away. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad. i would given you walk. a W, just take it and walk,
1: okay? Can I please get a PHF franchise in in the state of North Carolina? Let's, please.
0: Please. Yeah, that would be a great place for a PHF franchise, by the way. Because it, it, keeps, it keeps travel costs down because they're still largely focused in the East.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It puts it into a market where there's... You guys, you guys y'all down there in, in in the Carolinas. Boy, you got yourself some good old hockey down there. Some good old youth hockey and 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 teens and you know programs and stuff.
1: Yeah, just don't tell them that because they have big heads about it.
2: Yeah, cause... Right, But do how 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 many programs are geared towards girls?
1: Um more than you would think, but good. still not enough female players. Mm-hmm. For example, the, the Hurricanes, and I am using air quotes, sponsored to women's adult teams as well as a slew of AA women's programs
0: uh, under 19, I think. It's a damn sight better than most, I'll be honest with you.
1: Yeah, still outside.
0: not enough players, but we're getting there. I mean for for what is considered a small market non-hockey market to begin with that's actually pretty damn good.
1: You know, once upon a time on my beer league team we actually had a full lineup of uh, females and it was fantastic. We got we got to start all five of them at one point and then a couple got too good for us and other fo- uh, other ones had to move because they were getting their doctorate, you know.
2: Getting edumacated, how uppity of them.
1: I know. (laughs) No, but they they were always fun to play with. But, you know, there's a growing women's scene. So I would love a professional franchise down here in Carolinas. Whether I have to drive far to go to every home game or not, I don't care. But back to my other point. Players age out of the CHL. If they want to continue playing, there is a route to the NHL.
0: There's multiple routes to the NHL. How many of them go fly over to Europe and then get picked up free agent a couple years later?
1: I mean, not everyone has the Gretzky route of joining one league and getting absorbed. So, Yeah, they knew they were doing
0: with that one, though. (laughs)
1: Let's not Mm -hmm. get (laughs) our... And if we go back to the age-old, I don't want to say commandment here on uh, the show that NHL coaches do not coach.
0: There's some players uh,
2: that might agree with that statement. (laughs) Oh, we. I
0: don't know what side of the plate you pitched that on, but it was in Cassie's wheelhouse. Whether she (laughs) writing it.
1: I, I'm throwing batting practice balls, and she just, you know, send Bedard. one 350 feet. Yeah. <laughs> With a fungo bat, no less. Mm. <laughs> but the what? CHL isn't developing pro hockey players. So. Connor Bedard says hello. Yeah, one of
2: the, the few. Did the CHL develop him,
1: or did Connor Bedard develop himself? Connor McDavid says hello.
2: Um, yes. I saw the footage when he you,
1: was thirteen. He is just a machine. Okay. Do Do you see a trend here?
2: The The top five draft picks do, and nobody else does. Pretty much. Yeah. Those
0: okay. are, the, Those guys are freaks of nature. They were. Yeah. You, yeah. you could You could have plunked them in, you know, any league and any, and they were going to be doing what they're going to do.
2: Mm-hmm. But you see, know, that's, the, a, that's the, the thing with being talented and driven, right? It's like you're going to figure out a way to get what you want. If you're good enough, you'll end up getting it.
0: I am, this is 100% true. I'm sorry, I just, I just turned something on and I'm so thoroughly perplexed into what I'm viewing. Because it took me a minute to realize that this is an NHL hockey game and not some collegiate game. Oh, because of the. the because both teams the, uh, are wearing. Colors. Well, that, they're wearing both St. Louis and Colorado, uh, current live in game update. Um, I don't have a score and I don't care. Um, are uh, both scoreless. Wearing, they're, they're both wearing their reverse retros, and I don't hate Colorado's seeing them. It, it needs some tweaks, but I, I would concur. But it's not. The Avalanche. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the blues, you look at it, it's like, oh, okay. At first I was, you know, thought I was looking at, you know, like, Sunshine. Oh, hello. Uh, or, you know, Mount St. Clair, Hollywood, University, you know, from somewhere in Middle America is playing. Because they've yeah. got that kind of look to them. As far as, like, colors. Let's just pick colors that are kind of like this. Okay. Yeah. You know, the, the Screaming Otters of... of yeah, I got nothing, you know. Mhm. Anyway, um, so coaching. Uh, why? So are, do they? Okay, wait a minute. Let's go back. Um, why is the C A? Why is the NHL afraid of the CHL?
2: Okay, uh, so I need a little bit more context with this. Right. Uh, so, whole, are you are you looking for? Why are they tiptoeing around the CHL to give them what they want? Or are you looking for? Why are they not? Why is the NHL not putting their needs first ahead of the ch Or or what's going on there? Why
0: are they bending the knee to this arbitrary rule that says if a player is below a certain age and has played in the C-H-L, they have to be returned to the C-H-L?
2: Ah, that one.
0: Correct? Correct, Pat?
1: Correct. And more to
0: Cassie's, you know,
1: Point there at the end Why Let's get over the fact that we're talking about The difference between Legal children Dependents and legal adults Mixed together Which you know Creates all sorts of wackiness But once you hit 18 years old don't you think you should just have a few more options for where you want to be, quote-unquote, employed? Is should have no degree? Because?
0: Oh, no, no. I, I'm 100%. I'm, I'm with you. Um, now, tell your employer who you've signed a contract with, binding you to their rules, that you're going to break that contract. That's where I wanted to get to next,
1: is should there be some sort of difference between... I've been thinking long and hard about this, and I feel like Canadian junior hockey should shift a little younger and at 18 and create a quasi-semi- Development
2: league? For people, let's say, age
1: 18 to 21 to 22.
2: Are you, gonna, are you you're thinking so you're thinking like the college model without the school basically is where and, when they turn 18 a little they, less hypocrisy but they're yeah, the yeah. <laughs> good luck it's hockey um no so so you're thinking like like college age 18 to 22 and without the school but with the option of opting out of their contract if they end up getting signed by an NHL team.
1: Well, let let me put it to you like this. Your eligibility in what I would call the CHL now ends after your age 18 season, sort of like you're a senior in high school, okay? you wrap things up there. If you sign a contract with the new league, well, that just limits your options because you are committing to them. But something about signing a contract when you're 14 and having it last until you're potentially 20, just depending upon how their draft, what they, their birth date as it aligns with the CHL draft i don't know i just feel like there should be the chl should kind of be split into two something for the younger group something for the older group
0: i think we're overthinking this honestly probably i think, I think the,
1: oh, wait, wait, wait 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 are you calling us nhl
0: coaches yeah a little bit actually no 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 NHL i coaches. am insulted by that you, you should be because technically <laughs> nhl coaches underthink things um certain things and we'll get to Dave Haxtell later Um, uh, our
2: weekly Haxtell segment
0: no (laughs) Um, I, I don't think it needs to go that I think they need to be it needs to be in the best interest of the player and the player should have the option to do it and the immediate first thing and we brought it up and everybody else has brought it up Granted exceptional status, that exceptional status means your exception, you're excluded from the AHL age requirement, the CHL AHL age requirement. If you are not granted exceptional status, you can apply for exceptional status to be sent down to the AHL. Ooh. See Quentin Byfield. Okay. Now the, the application for exceptional status to go back to the CH or to go back to go to the AHL is you know, it's gonna be one of those you'll hardly you might hardly see it given because the greed will overtake everything. But um it's up to the player and the player's agent at that point to pursue options to pressure the club members to grant exceptional status because there will be one team that wants that player back and the other teams are going to be like, we're fine without him here. You know, he kicked the living crap out of us. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think, you know, once you're, if, if you're granted it, if you're granted it to enter the CHL, it applies to your NHL, A, AHL eligibility as well. If you are not granted it and you get to the NHL and your team petitions the CHL to grant you exceptional status because they don't believe that another year in the CHL would be to your benefit, the member teams should say, go ahead. Or at least the teams in the league that the player was from. Just let them Choose. You know. Or
2: simplify it even further and just allow eighteen year olds to play first round eighteen year olds to first round chosen eighteen year olds to play in the AHL if necessary.
0: Well, I, I think which is fine, but you know, the whole thing is we don't want to see all these kids, you know, leaving our okay, you know, if they're not ready for the NHL and they're above where they should be in the CHL what good is making them play in the CHL, right? They need to be in the A. Mm -hmm. How many of those are actually out there?
2: Right. I mean, and that's the thing is that I'm not saying it should be an automatic deal. I'm saying it should be at the discretion of the NHL club to decide whether they go back to the AHL or go back to the CHL or go to the AHL.
0: Right. And that's why, and you mollify the CHL with with their little petty, you know, pipeline control thing about being the feeder system the nhl by saying you know talk to us please we'll grant them exceptional status if we agree you know if everyone's on the same page you know and blah 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 that way you mollify them you want who
2: needs to mollify them just say dude okay. we're doing this and if you don't like it sorry this is what think thinks in the best interest of our players
0: Oh, dear God, Cassie. <laughs> you know, you... I have a you, little
2: bullshit tolerance, okay? <laughs> <sighs> I really do. It's like, you know, just do it or don't do it. Don't sit there and, like, waver in between and, and pearl, you know, clutch your pearls I, and stuff. I, just I, do it.
0: I don't disagree with you, but the... The influx of talent and in, into the influx of unready talent, in the AHL would be a bit cumbersome.
2: The issue is less that, and more the fact that, as we keep mentioning, coaches, professional coaches, was, don't actually coach.
0: I was getting there, so yeah. you know. These kids, if given the option to go between these two things, I would say there's more development and coaching happening in the CHL. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it would behoove them to go back for one year, most of them. But if given their druthers, where are they going to go? They're going to go to the AHL. Why? Because guess what? You get a bigger paycheck. hmm <laughs> So why am I going to go play, you know, in the chl on this fixed stipend you know piddly amount of money when i've got a contract in front of me it says i can go play in the AHL, and then start screwing up my development because at that point you know i'm not being coached so much
2: right but again i my thing was at the discretion of the nhl club as opposed to the player choosing what they get to do
0: well it's not it's not a binary it needs to be an agreement between both
1: mm-hmm. Live in-game update. Miko Ranton and short side against Jordan Bennington, one nothing Avalanche. Did he throw a fit? I, no, but I cannot confirm that the Avalanche training staff is immediately putting him in bubble wrap.
0: He and Kale McCarr have been followed around by people just carrying, um, you know, those pads, those football training pads, you know, for the hitting. Mm -hmm. There's just people walking around them making a perimeter, uh, you know, so in case they, you know, so they don't run into anything. Nobody runs into them.
1: Uh, A lot of VC capital is apparently being spent on force field technology in the Colorado area. I don't know what that's
0: about.
2: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Oh, so that's why I got so many job offers from that area.
2: Huh. Yeah, there's a, that's the... Tertiary, tertiary town for government offices. Oh
0: yeah,
2: it, go, it goes uh, D.C., St. Louis, and then Denver.
0: Well, and, and a lot of military grade stuff too, because you know NORAD, oh,
2: yeah.
0: Air yeah. Force Academy, mm-hmm. all that, all that lovely stuff.
2: Mm. Greeley
0: like like yeah. the company that, like the company that wanted me to spend $15,000 of my own own money to go get a top secret security clearance with a polygraph just to uh-huh. just just to get an interview with them. And I'm like um no. <laughs> just for the chance at an interview. I need to no. no.
2: Well, why should yeah, that that's that's BS.
0: <laughs> Are
1: you like an NHL UFA doing off-season training? Jeez. I'm I might
0: I might have be, apparently. Coaching, <laughs> um, coaching, 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 coaching. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to posit a, a scenario to you, my friends. You are down two goals in the third period. Um, <clears throat> you've had a fairly good game as a team. There is three minutes of hockey left. The puck is being faced off into your zone. There's sub three minutes left. Let's call it 2:45. Uh, you fight, claw, get the puck into this, their zone, and maintain control of it right around the two-minute mark. Is your goalie pulled? Yes. Mhm. Congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. You are more qualified than Dave Hackstall. <laughs> Who sat there until literally the 1 minute 30 mark before he motioned to pull Philip Grubauer in the game against Washington. And consequently, they had the puck in the zone. They had control. They were actually moving it around. They were generating some, they were setting up some offensive chances. And then the sixth person comes in and throws the whole thing out of whack. And what happens, Alexander Ovechkin decides to start having a field day shooting at the open net. I made a comment about when David Haxtell being awful, and was greeted with a retort of, "What do you expect him to be, 26 and 0?" No, because I'm not a moron. <laughs> but uh, hear me out. If you're down two goals, data has shown consistently. Pulling the goalie earlier helps, doesn't it? There was a game just earlier this season.
1: The club was down 3 nothing in the third period. Around the 6-minute mark, they started pulling their goalie. They got one goal back. And there were some gaps in between, but they played this play another two times. And by the one-thirty mark, the game was tied, and they got a point in overtime. So, and given that Hackstall's club allowed two empty net goals inside the game. So they got the reward they deserved without taking the risk.
0: Just baffles my mind watching him coach. It just really does.
1: And would you look who just hopped ahead of them for second place in the Pacific?
0: Oh, that was the other part of the retort. Is they second in the division? What do you want them to be? Twenty-six and zero? No, I want them to actually play smart, be competitive, which they did, it, but it not have be their second in the division. Not they have their no longer arm. Not have their coach hamstring them by making inane decisions like that, or like. Parking a kid who scored his first NHL goal where he was hyped and being demonstrably good. like Parking him when you're down two goals for the remainder of that game. Because what do you want to put a guy out there who just scored his first NHL goal and is feeling pretty high on himself and is very confident and has looked really good. Well, definitely he needs to sit. It's just mind-boggling that.
2: Well, and then the other thing that, that like, leapt out at me when you were saying, when you were going through that scenario was, you know, are you not practicing six on five, you know, pulling the goalie scenarios at all? Because why should a six guy coming in screw up everything unless you're not doing that, right? You should have a plan for that, and clearly he didn't.
0: Well, the, so they had they had so much control in the zone. They were set and established and the D pair were on the point. There was good movement. It was around the perimeter, granted, but there was good movement and there was some activity going on in the house. You know, players were cutting in and out. The 6 player comes in down into the slot and you know, like a like a cat to cat nip. Who do you give the puck to, Pat? <laughs>
1: Oh, I don't know. Whew.
0: The guy coming in down the slot, who you think is going to have an open lane? Well, guess what? A lane No, is not that open.
1: makes too much sense.
0: That makes too much sense. You, you you, hit the trailer, right? You hit the trailer coming down yeah. the slot. Oh, dear God in heaven. No. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good times. Good times. Hey, that Leon Dreisaitl. Pretty good passer, hey? Yeah. I always like seeing 85-foot backhand needle threads that are harder and more accurate than most people's forehanders. But that was not my favorite part of that play in that particular game, ladies and gentlemen. It is the way he button-hooked at the blue line to stay in the zone was so Forsbergian. It was so Forsbergian. It was that little subtle, oh hey, you know I'm slowing down. Oh no, you're chasing me out of the zone, and then whoop, the 180, and he was gone. Can I make a request? Yes, please.
2: There, there
1: doesn't need to be anyone else involved. Give me Leon. Give me Sydney. Some sort of head-to-head at the same time backhand competition at the All-Star game.
2: Oh, that would be good. Oh,
1: that would be. I so mean, awesome. simultaneously. Right. Well,
2: well, no, I... you couldn't do it simultaneously because you wouldn't know who to watch. Right? Oh, You'd have to do one or the other.
0: I think. I think they should do. Yeah. Uh, 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 like like when Blake Bolden was out there with Sydney, I think those two should have a game where they can only do that on their backhands. When you
1: treat it like a game of horse.
0: Yeah, yeah. You have to stay. You have to stay within the faceoff circle on your backhand, and the other guy is is trying to get the puck. If he knocks it out of the faceoff circle, you, you lose a point, and then you move over to his side. Now it's his turn.
1: I think can it's be Sydney. the first
0: first event of the competition and then they get to go so they will
1: go all out. Oh, yeah.
2: With a with a defender there or no? No, no.
0: No, no. It's it's no. It's Leon versus Sydney. One's defending, right. the other's the other's
2: controlling. Oh, I see. Got it. Okay. Let's do it.
0: Because I I think in a pure backhand competition Sydney would beat him in shooting, but not passing because cause, cause drat doesn't shoot backhanded that much. Sydney is deadly backhanded. I don't think his passing backhanded is as good as Leon's.
2: So I think that the Drcidal would have a harder pass, which isn't always a good thing especially if the person receiving it's not expecting it and i think crosby's got a softer pass in that yeah there's not enough there's not enough zoom on it to really make it's deceptive i guess is what i should say it's a deceptive sort of thing because it doesn't look like it's going to be anything and then suddenly it is yeah The sidles is definitely a this is going to be a thing
0: oh hardest backhand pass competition
2: i mean
1: we're setting up a little mini decathlon like in between events those two go head to head in a different mini competition hardest backhand
0: shot hardest backhand pass backhand puck protection what else could we do
2: protection, puck protection, on I your
0: mean, backhand? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to have that one.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: backwards skating through oh, cones because that's always on your backhand. Accurate.
2: Yeah, but we're talking a couple mm-hmm. of forwards. It's like, I mean, Cosby can skate backwards for like three strides and then he's done. <laughs> I, I don't know about Saddle because I haven't watched him quite enough. But, you know, it's like we're talking forwards. We're not talking like defenders can go from end to end and to end to end, you know, skating backwards. I'm not saying that they no. couldn't. I'm just saying that they usually don't. So that's not a comfort level thing.
0: Okay. Back, backhand shot accuracy. Backhand pass accuracy. Backhand speed. Backhand shot speed. Backhand puck protection. And then a game of backhand horse
2: with a goalie or with a, shooter tutor. Oh, okay, I was well, going
0: to
2: say, at, or I, with those targets, those
0: uh, no, that, that'd targets. Be backhand. That'd be backhand accuracy. I'm thinking, you know, calling your shots. You know, like uh, you know, bar bar crossbar left side, that kind of thing. Right. Which is kind of akin to, to backhand accuracy, but it's more fun because they can they can try and pick out each other's weaknesses.
2: So like one guy calls it and, they do, and does it, and then the other guy has to do the same, and then yep. the other guy calls it, and then he does it, and the other guy has to do the same, and they go back and forth? Yep. Okay. I like that. I think that's fun.
0: And I don't care how many times I see it. <clears throat> I am never going to get used to JT Comfort wearing 37 because that is Chris Drury erasure and I will not stand for it. <laughs> because as a, as a Little League world champion, Chris Drury demands more respect than that in Colorado. Uh-huh. I
2: don't think he really cares now that he's with uh, New York. but yeah.
0: I don't care whether he cares. I care.
1: Okay. But he, he, Here's the problem.
0: Chris Drury changed his number in Colorado. Shush. <laughs> I know he did because the person who was wearing the number he wanted left, So he got the number that he wanted, but he will always be 37 in your program and in your hearts.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And who was said player that left?
0: It was Deadmarsh.
2: <clears throat> Poor Deadmarsh.
0: I know. Talk oh, about. I, like uh, I love dead. I love daddy. I liked got... him
2: when he played for Portland, which is saying something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, at least he got that first cup.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I I just hated, you know, he had to end his career because of the concussions and stuff. Yeah. that was, you know, that was one of those guys, one of those, you know, prototypical top six type wingers. You can plug in a first line or second line and, you know, speed, size skill, you know, not not world class at anything, but great at a bunch of things, which makes him more valuable. You know, because they were pretty consistent all the way through and he just he just worked. That's why I loved him. Jeez.
2: And he was just as nasty I mean, and like tough as Sportsburg yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, wow. I, I mean I knew he retired early. Yeah. I didn't realize he was only 27. Yep. Mm-hmm yeah hey given he was, the numbers he put up in the 90s yeah almost 400 points in 550 games ish
0: yeah wow yeah that was i i remember that specifically because he was one of the first that i remember having to you know one of the first players that i was like that is so sad i hope he's okay you know with concussions mm-hmm. and everything just because it just sucked you know um it, like I said, it just kind of broke my heart because, you know, that was that was a guy I kept pulling for, just because he was so much fun to watch. And yeah, you're right, Cassie. I mean, he had as much, he had as much nasty and on him as Forsberg did, and you know, actually, I liked when he and Forsberg played together.
2: They were buddies.
0: Yeah. Plus, he was good to my wife. I mean, how do I put this The better way so it doesn't sound like he's <laughs> doing something?
2: Inappropriate. <laughs> or, yeah.
0: Yes, correct. Um, my wife and her best friend would constantly go to abs games, and they'd sit in the area and get players to sign stuff. And and um, he never once, like, you know, tried to hit on her and give her, you know, like do the whole thing where, hey, you know, I'll sign my autograph on the front and my phone number's on the back, you know, that kind of crap. Or hey, here's a stick with my phone number on it. Um no, he was actually really sweet to her and her sister a number of times, so
2: yeah, I uh I am not I've never liked doing the fan thing for a number of reasons, like that kind of fan thing, getting autographs and whatnot. I've just never been comfortable with that. And that might be because I don't really see them as celebrities like so many people do. I just see them as you know hockey players I used to play hockey that's you know a thing so so yeah I have a number of autographs but most of them I did not request or ask for they just ended up in my possession in a variety of ways um, but yeah I have never ever ever liked doing any of that stuff so you know
0: I only did it with uh, rock band Rush and that was I just happened to run into him. literally run into one of them um, I did it at the Nam show um, because Tony Levin is one of my base heroes um, when it comes to hockey players and stuff I just am like hey bud you know shake their hands great to me you know I really love what you were you know I was a huge fan, or, you know. I was a huge fan when you were playing with this team, you know. And then I usually try and take a swipe at it, like you know, it totally pissed me off when you went to that team because I can't stand that team. Oh, you know, you know, try and treat them like human beings, and I'm right. like going, oh, oh my God, can I have your autograph?
2: Right. Um, I mean, and that's what I would rather sit down and chat hockey with them than actually just like get an autograph. You know, it's like, yeah. what's the point of going back and getting an autograph if you're not going to just sit there and chat about hockey? I don't, I don't see a point to that because for me it's about talking to them and not about mm-hmm. getting an autograph or memorabilia signed or whatever. And so you know, good for people who enjoy who like doing that or or get a kick out of doing that. that is just it's not for me and it's never been for me. And you know it's like if I can't talk to them while I'm just sitting there, like I don't see a point to it.
1: If you can't have a discussion, and potentially get chirped if you're doing something wrong
0: right. right or have the opportunity to chirp them you know? Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Some, hey, some nice, friendly... nice shot on that empty net the other night hey
2: yeah some like <laughs> friendly needling and you know call it good uh,
0: the the hockey stuff that i have signed one was given to me um and it literally is signed to Patrick, all the best, Mark Messier, and he's holding a Stanley Cup above his head—not a cookie, but an actual Stanley Cup. Mm. Um, ah darn! It should be a cookie. I know it should. <laughs> be. And the other one is um, uh, a Wayne Gretzky picture that I bought at auction for the Kings, which is awesome because it was a picture of him with the Oilers, and they sold it as part of a Kings Care Foundation. You know, that kind of stuff I don't mind, right? Like the like the jerseys, you know, like the. Um, the warm-up sweaters the one-off warm-up sweaters the themed type things you know they'll often have the players sign them
2: mm-hmm. um yeah i mean in those cases i'm there for yeah. the jersey not for the signature on right. the jersey so yeah
0: which is generally why i bought bailey's more than anyone else's um until there was one star wars night and it was quentin byfield and my god did the price on that thing go way above my comfort zone whoa I mean, you they they start off at like 200 bucks or something like that, right? Something right, you know. And within five, you know, within 5 minutes it was, it was up to 1500 and by the time the auction closed it was close to 6 and I'm going, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love him and I love that Star Wars themed sweater, but no.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've got a I've got a Peter Forsberg signed picture. I did not request that um i have a uh kirk oh god what's his he played he was goalie for the uh, canucks mclean thank you kirk mclean i have a signed picture of his i didn't ask for just ended up with um, i have a matt sundin picture because my sister was in ottawa and toronto was playing ottawa And she thought it'd be hilarious to get an autograph, but then like me, she was like, well, what am I going to do with this now? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with like autograph stuff. I'm like, okay, so I have autograph stuff. What am I supposed to do with this
0: now? (laughs) And now what do I do with this?
2: Yeah. You know, it's like, it's part of the reason I don't, I, I, I am artistic, but I don't, indulge in my artistic side very often because for me it's about the process of creating something but once something is done i'm like well now what do i do with this (laughs) so that's actually my problem i mean at least with a jersey you can wear it right but yeah i just i've never autographed memorabilia i've got a bunch of pucks and i'm like what am i supposed to do with these you know
0: yeah (laughs) yeah. (laughs) that's my wife um they don't serve a
2: function (laughs)
0: My you know, all the avalanche stuff that that I have in here in my office that's signed is all stuff that my wife had signed. Right. Um because she was the the fangirl type thing. Um loved her abs the whole nine yards and they do events at a mall where she was working at the time and you know. Um so she go get stuff signed. So, you know, it's all cool to have but yeah, it's not like I'm, okay, yeah, I just happen to have a lot of wall space in my office right now, so I'm like, okay, I'll just put it up on the wall, you know? Saves me having to go buy a bunch of pictures and crap.
2: <laughs> right, right, so I mean, I, and I have a few others, just like, I have some autographed cards that came in, like, you know, card sets when I was collecting hockey cards in the 90s, uh, my hockey card phase. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I just have a bunch of random, oh, I have a I have an autographed Vinnie Cavalier jersey, but um, I that that was one of those I was along for the ride, and he ended up signing it <laughs> rather than I just went out of my way to sign it, get it signed. Um, but yeah, I just just random things that I'm just like I don't. I mean, again, what do I what do I do with this? <laughs> I don't know. So yeah again i would rather sit there and chat hockey with them than actually get anything autographed but of course these guys are trying to get out do their you know do the fan thing and and do it as quickly as possible and they're not necessarily you know they're trying to like get people through a line or get through a line and do all the autographs and they don't really have time or maybe not even interest to chat hockey with people and and so you know you don't usually get that opportunity and so i don't bother it's like i i just i don't see a point Personally, for me, I just don't. It's like, good for, good we're, on you if you do, but for we're me, not, yeah. We're not yucking
0: anyone's yum, it's not our thing. You right. me, do you. Because I can tell you in all of my time on this planet, there is one truth that I have learned. I do not give a bleep what you do with your life as long as you're not making anyone else's life worse. Right. That's where I have an issue. You do, you'd do. want to go? go right ahead. Don't break a law, don't make anyone else's life worse. Other than that, I do not care. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Hey, back to hockey. Uh, No, that was pretty much it for me, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so.
2: Players not wanting –
0: not not liking
2: not being coached anymore. Well, that was you. Mm -hmm. That was me. Well, it was me just, like, posting that up in the group chat. I don't know if there's really anything to say about that other than to, you know, snicker evilly about it. But –
0: well, I like how he walked it back. They always do. Right, cuz they see, you know, they see the word bubble leaving their mouth and then it takes them a few minutes to go, "Oh boy."
2: Yeah, that probably won't go over well. Maybe I should try to like soften that blow.
0: <laughs> Let me see how I can and that's, you know, cuz the other guys in the in the locker room are going, "Dig up. Goody, goody. Start digging up, okay?" Quit digging down. Start digging up, okay? (laughs) Quick.
1: I mean, two things can be true, and also it's Columbus we're talking about this season. Let's not overreact, hockey media. I I know you got to make this one cute little thing last a full week, but.
2: Hockey media (sighs) not overreacting does not compute.
0: Uh, I mean, we we had wall-to-wall coverage of Zdeno Chara and Kevin Biaxa.
2: God. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, sometimes with these books, they really need to have better editors who are just looking at that going, yeah, you do, you really don't want that in there. <laughs>
0: well, it wasn't a book. It was a podcast. At, at oh,
2: right. There you go. So I was
0: thinking you know.
2: it was a book for some reason. But, yeah, it's like, yeah, maybe you should have said that.
0: No, the, the book that everyone's talking about is written by the former equipment manager of the Montreal Canadiens who came out and basically ripped Mark Bergevin a new one and said basically equated him to a toddler. Um,
2: oh, no, there's something shocking.
0: Well, hey, you know, I can't say I disagree <laughs> with him. Um, <clears throat> no, the, the uh, Jarrah thing is like uh, there have been corroborated stories of Mike Gillis Acting like they had won the cup. Right. Buying champagne, doing all of that kind of stuff. Why is it so hard to imagine that some players, you know, could have been doing that without the knowledge of everyone else on the team? And don't give me this, oh, because it's a Stanley Cup final, there's media everywhere. No, there are times when there are is not allowed certain places in certain times, you know. They could have been out on the ice in their dress shoes and stuff before anyone else got there, you know, type thing, screwing around. There could have been two or three players. Why is it so hard to believe that that could have happened? And somebody who worked in the stadium crew or, you know, with the Bruins staff that was maybe doing stuff saw that and he said, oh, my God, you know, coming out and unequivocally saying that never happened, blah, 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 is like, give me a break. You can't say in a you can't say that it never happened, and he can't say that he confirmed it happened. You
1: know who can confirm something like that may have happened once upon a time?
0: Can confirm. <laughs> well, you got me there.
1: <laughs> no, but uh, Ray Bork. Oh yes, he said on uh, numerous occasions that these guys talk about this stuff all the time.
0: Yes. Yes. He's, uh, yes, exactly. So don't, you know, here is, here is Raymond Bork. Raymond Bork. Um, basically telling you from the horse's mouth, as it was said in another podcast for some small market team, he basically said, oh, yeah, Joe came up to me and says, how do you want to do this? Should I go to you know? Do you want to pick it up or do you want it to go to you uh, you know after me? And it was just like that's from him admitting openly that they discussed it.
1: So oh, and you know the whole on the ice thing? You know who else has done that? Every single child who has ever played hockey pretends they score a game-winning goal and pretend they're lifting a
2: cup. Who cares? I think it's hilarious.
0: I think it's freaking awesome.
2: Oh, see, my my first thought was, huh, Canadian team. In the Stanley Cup, a Canadian team in playoffs pretending they are thinking they've already won the cup. Yeah, no, this is totally plausible to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, Fair. let's see, let's see what's
2: planning what parade is, routes.
0: <laughs> a, a, a franchise that has never won a Stanley Cup in the forty-year history of the franchise. The bunch of players that have been dreaming all their lives about winning a Stanley Cup who were within one game of winning the Stanley Cup wouldn't do a little daydreaming, role-playing, daydreaming of what it would be like to win a Stanley Cup. No, that is completely implausible. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. That never happened. Okay. Because sure. you didn't see it, never happened. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Well, nobody on my team did it. Are you sure? Did you talk to all of them? Maybe to... they should have. Maybe
1: you should have bought into that idea. Maybe people more.
2: were maybe maybe people were embarrassed, and they like, oh no, I would never. You know. Well, I mean... and that's
0: exactly, and that's hey. the other thing. You know, like they're gonna admit it now.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> so after they lost. After they thing? choked. Like. So badly on that Stanley Cup final.
1: Well, you know, Boston eventually did it to themselves. You know, when the Blues won the Cup, it happens.
0: Yeah, but could you it's, imagine? It's different. It's
1: different. It's, I do
0: know. it's the loss, the spectacularness of the loss, the spectacularness of the events after the loss. The fervent hatred between these two franchises after the loss. I don't believe there is any player on the face of this or any other planet that was on that Canucks team that would be like, yeah, that was me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially now that this has come out, because that person, you know, because we all know the city of Vancouver reacts in a very rational <laughs> And and restrained way when, uh-huh. when events don't go their way. Uh-huh. Um, I I believe mob rule would be you know uh, legalized in in the Vancouver area.
2: It would be overlooked. It wouldn't be legalized. <laughs> well, it'd be it'd be the oh they had reason for it so we'll just let it go.
0: <laughs> just cause was applied in this particular case, Your Honor. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, it's 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 the ridiculousness of of sports. This isn't even just a hockey thing. It's sports in general. It's like anything to poke the bear.
0: I mean,
1: still the the outrage over having a player think about, plan, fantasize what they would do in the event that they actually, you know, win a thing. Like, I don't know. Oh, who was that individual who put hot dogs in his day with the Stanley Cup? Oh, yeah. It was Philip J. Kessel.
0: This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3 v 3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.